welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. The Charles Bean family lived down by the Connecticut River on Bridge Street over a hundred years ago. Charles Bean Sr. married Mary Jane Tebow in 1868, with whom he had five children. He was a hard-working man, doing what he could for his family. He once had his toes crushed while helping to build the high school, current municipal center building, but his daily job for many years was at the Brattleboro Gas Works plant. The Beans homestead adjacent to the covered bridge and Connecticut River to the Brattleboro Gas Works. The company house was provided for the gas maker's family. Charles Sr.'s job was to fill a huge round building with gas daily. He had worked hard for the company for 18 years and was an exemplary employee. By the turn of the century, several of the Bean offspring had married and moved away, but the two younger girls, teenagers by then, still lived at home, as did Charles Jr., who was 30 at this time. Charles Bean Jr. had lifelong physical complications brought on by an illness when he was a child and which gradually confined him to a wheelchair. But that didn't impede his determination, for even through his 20s, Charles Jr. emulated his father's hardworking mindset. Charles Jr. employed himself with a job and a bit of risk-taking. He was the proprietor of the East Eagle Beer Garden on the island, just a bridge away from his house. He could make a living distilling alcohol, a legal enterprise at the time in New Hampshire, but not in Vermont. That pesky New Hampshire island in the middle of the river that Vermont residents loved to use for bootlegging always caused problems for Vermont law enforcement. Things went along relatively smoothly. For years, all the beans, except when bottles and booze, would make their way back over the bridge and reside in the bean house and all around town. From distillers on the island, more than once Charles Jr. was caught selling liquor in town. In his house or near the bridge, his father was caught up in the sales as well. And though both were arrested, charged, and fined, no one thought ill of the family. In 1901, the family ran to hardship that no one could have imagined. The summer was brutally hot, one of the hottest on record. Several townspeople died from the heat in July of that year. Charles Jr. was also overcome by the sweltering heat, made worse due to his illness. His body couldn't survive the stress and succumb to the heat. The family was grief-stricken and heartbroken to have the oldest boy taken from them. After burying his son, Charles Sr. mustered his strength and soldiered on with his job at the gas plant. As always, during the day, he labored making gas, which supplied street lights, household lights, and cooking devices throughout town. After his young namesake passed away, a so grieving Charles Sr. was finishing up his work in the evening by sealing off the naphtha vat and emptying the bucket of overflow. Naphtha is a highly flammable substance used in the production of gas. The room that held the naphtha was attached to the roundhouse where the gas was stored, a setup that is not even remotely considered safe by today's standards. After he emptied the overflow bucket, Charles Sr. came back in the room where the naphtha was stored and was met with a room full of flames. Though he had not caused the fire, he was face to face with it, fearing the fire would quickly spread to the full gas tank and cause unspeakable destruction in that part of town. The faithful worker ran through the flames toward his only escape, but the flames immediately caught his clothes on fire and burned off his hair. He bravely fled to Bridge Street screaming for help. Lucius Adams from the Crosby warehouse across the street heard his screams and ran to the fire. Charles knew his family was in imminent danger and insisted they leave. 
He wrapped himself in a blanket and ran with his wife and two daughters across the bridge to the island. Flames reached the cupola atop the gas storage unit, which the fire department's chemical truck brought under control. Adam somehow got the rest of the fire under control with a fire extinguisher, and except for a quickly extinguished flare-up later, the danger had passed. Charles Sr., however, was in dire straits. Much of his back and hands were burned. He was taken to the former toll house on the island, and there he lay in agony while three different doctors and a nurse attended to him. Tragically, nothing could be done. In and out of consciousness, he was taken back across the river to his home, where he passed away in the darkness of the following morning. One wonders how much sadness can fall on one family in such a short period of time. But Mary Jane, after burying the two most important men in her life within the space of one month, did what the Bean family always did, continued on, probably doing the only thing she knew to make money, bootlegging. Newspapers accounts tell of her home being raided many times with the police finding bottles, bottles everywhere, but not a drop to drink. Until November of that fateful year, she was arrested in her house for selling and possessing alcohol. While in custody in Briarboro, a doctor was brought in who deemed her too unwell to be taken to the new Fane lockup. She was free to go, and several months later, charges were dropped. Mary Jane Bean eventually moved from Briarboro to Springfield, Massachusetts, to be near her daughter, where she kept out of trouble and lived to be 86, 36 years after the horrendous summer of loss for the Bean family. The beans are buried at St. Michael's Roman Catholic Cemetery in Brattleboro. This story was researched and written by Brattleboro Historical Society trustee Lee Ha and originally appeared in the Brattleboro Historical Society newsletter. We'd like to thank Phil, Noah, Evan, Pfeiffer, Wiley, August, Jackson, Evelina, and Isabel for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.